0: Welcome to the Driven to Succeed Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Olson. Terry Tawito, Brett LaCoy, our co hosts And today, what are we gonna talk about today? A little bit about government, government loans and what, what they're doing right now as far as helping people with financing, right? Correct. So what are the government
1: loans are we talking about? Uh, FHA loans. <laughs> VA loans. USDA
0: or Rural Development, right?
1: So Rural Development, they haven't come out,
0: I haven't seen anything on that, so we'll just hit that right off the bat. There hasn't been much that's come out. But both VA and FHA has come out with some deductions in their actual upfront mortgage insurance costs. Now VA doesn't technically have upfront mortgage insurance, they have what is called a, A
2: funding fee.
0: Yes, a funding fee. So the funding fee, it's, you know, it's a little bit of a decrease. It's like 15 basis points um, Mm -hmm. of a decrease. So your total cost to fund the loan, unless you get it waived because of a disability, or if you retired from the military, you can get it waived. Um, But it reduces the the actual funding fee. um, So you don't have mortgage insurance on a VA loan, which is nice. That keeps that, that, that payment low, and you can also do zero down. Right, 0% down. Um, so a v- veteran can get into a, ho- a new home with no money down. If we can get the sellers to pay the closing costs, they can literally get into a home with just very minimal out-of-pocket expenses, maybe appraisals. appraisals.
1: Yeah.
2: Earnest money. Earnest money. Yeah, not too much know, at all.
0: Inspection fees. Um, so they really, really want to help the VA.
1: So join the Army, everybody. <laughs> right. <laughs> so actually, we, actually we, need, we do need that. I, I think the recruiting is way down
0: right now. But uh, th- you know that, that fifteen point decrease across the board on it really is a, you know in a, you know what the cost comes out to be is you know somewhere probably between like three fifty to six seven eight hundred dollars. <laughs> Sorry, my phone's going off, Mr. Popular. Over well, there. just trying to do business. Okay, well, that's that's what we're here for. Right? <laughs> um, you know, it's a little bit on the VA loan, but more importantly, what one of the biggest things what is a very is a is a is a bigger bigger product, in which is, I think, most originations are conventional loans, but second most is is FHA, Federal yeah. Housing Agency. So Terry, what did they do? From a discount?
1: Well, I mean, used to be it was 0.85 of your loan amount, you know, which was, I mean, it was fine. But what they did is huge. I mean, they went down to, if you're putting down 3.5% up to 5%, you know, it went down to 0.55. So quick numbers, everybody. If you're putting that down, um, let's just say, a $400,000 house, um, that point, um, it was, it used to be at 0.85 was $3,400 a year, which is... Yeah, so,
0: so the 0.85 is what your, your loan amount is and for your annual
1: cost. Your annual right? cost of it, yeah. correct, yep. yeah. So, as an annual cost of like $3,400, which breaks down to about $283 a month. For a month. Okay. Right. Now that same four hundred thousand dollar house is going to be so if it's point five five percent of your loan, well now we're down to twenty two hundred dollars annually, which is a hundred dollars off. That's one hundred and eighty three dollars a month.
0: So it's a hundred bucks. That's a big
1: on difference. Yeah. So that's, I think we, when big. we ran yeah. the math,
0: I mean, it a three hundred thousand dollar loan amount is seventy five dollars less in payment. The five hundred is going to be about you know one twenty five. So it, it makes a significant difference in what somebody can purchase too. Because that extra hundred dollars can on um, you know can increase you know a buying power by like twenty thousand dollars plus.
1: Yeah. Yes. So instead so, of
0: like, hey, you're maxed out at three hundred and eighty thousand, now you can get to that four hundred thousand mark because that, that payment's so much less. Um, and 20, 20 grand in his house is, is quite a bit.
1: That's quite a bit. <laughs> right? That's a lot could of be money.
0: A bedroom and a bathroom. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> it could be, you know, a few different things in different areas. Um, so, you know, that's that is a great decrease um, that the FHA has really implemented to help people because um, obviously they see, you know, the affordability is a problem, right? So, right. I mean, it's the reason why they are making some of these changes, and I think there's some hori- changes on the horizon with um, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac um, to their Home possible home-ready loans. But today is about the FHA. So,
2: Right.
1: But people are always scared of that word, aren't they? <laughs> yeah,
0: and FHA makes up <laughs> 30% of your your loan volumes yeah. a year. Right? Yes. So many, many people utilize it. And it gets kind of a bad rap. Doesn't it? Oh, it
2: absolutely gets a bad rap. And why? Oh, I mean, the, I think the biggest complaint I hear from, you know, people in the industry is, oh, it's the appraisal, right? There's FHA appraisers out there. And no, they're not FHA appraisers. They're regular appraisers <laughs> that do all the conventional loans, right. but they are writing it to the FHA guidelines. Like, you can't have peeling paint. I, yeah, it's I wrote healthy... down
1: three three main things. Yeah. That's one of them.
2: Paint, what are the other two?
1: Uh, simple things. Maybe we have to add smoke alarms.
2: Make sure they're within.
1: Make sure they're within how many feet or in every room. Correct. Um, and maybe sometimes that's, oh, there's not a railing outside. Mm-hmm. Over 36 inches. Yes. So, you have so railing, there's, right. but people are afraid of it. Agents are afraid of that word. Um, it's, yeah, it's a it really word. does.
0: It really does give a, a bad rap to an FHA borrower, right? And you know, let's let's face it. FHA allows for less cash down. That's one of the number one things. Yep. Mm-hmm. Number two is it does help people with lower credit scores in the middle ranges mm-hmm. and lower. It really helps those people because conventional loans you might not even get an approved eligible loan on those. Sure. If you do. It's, there's going to be different debt-to-income ratios, right. higher interest rates, and then the mortgage insurance costs. Because now you have the mortgage insurance companies covering these these loans, right? So if, let's just say you have a 650 credit score. Say they do have a lot of money, mm-hmm. right? And so your debt-to-income is going to qualify, and you're under like 43%. You get an approved eligible loan your mortgage insurance might be $350, $350 or $400 when it should be $183, right? Right. And your interest rate could be three-quarters of a point higher right? um, because, you know, conventional is going to score that higher.
2: So what you're saying is that conventional loans are like – because there was a a, a little bit of a soft spot, you know, sub-700 to about 660 where it came to. Well, does the mortgage insurance – and the interest rate cancel out, what's going on with FHA or vice versa. Now it's a pretty clear case yeah. that FHA might be a better fit for the borrower.
0: Generally speaking, you know, running lots of different loan scenarios, generally speaking, if you get a 680 subs, a, a score below 680, FHA is it's typically going to gonna go. be the yeah. better, better loan mm-hmm. for them from a, from a financial standpoint for that borrower right absolutely so going back to they get a kind of a bad rap is you know you know there could be a lot of times they, they call fha a first time home buyers right well what if first time home buyers typically you know have an issue with it's you know
2: generally it's the down payment income yeah. down
0: payment you know they're not further along in their in their careers maybe
1: you know so i have a case in point i have a the opposite side i have an fha buyer right now She's got an 800 credit score. She has plenty of money down, but she's only, she changed jobs and she's only been there for six months. Right. Guess what? She's a good buyer, but she's a bartender and she changed jobs, so guess what? That puts you into that category. Yeah, so you got to get—you're not a bad borrower. Well,
0: no. you're—you're going to go down the lines of guidelines of income qualifying, right? right? Yeah, so right. that there, she's a variable income. She doesn't have a forty-hour job. Right. It's not the salary. It's—it's it's so forth. So at six months, FHA will allow you to calculate that income out appropriately, right. whereas conventional say you're variable, you can't—you can't qualify until you're at one year. So that's a very good scenario for that FHA borrower, yeah. right? High credit score, but to qualify income-wise, right? It helps, you know. So, you know, getting away from this, you, you know, why is it good for the borrower? But why, you know, why do sellers frown upon it? And, and you know, listing agents, and, and you know, I've had plenty of agents that you know, when I talk to them and say, hey, you know, this is an FHA, we've qualified them. This is a way better loan for them. It actually saves them a couple hundred dollars a month, you know, versus say a conventional loan. You know, my first questions to them are, is like, what do we have to worry about? You know, do we have peeling paint on the house? Like windows, you know, generally you see it around wood trim on windows because a lot of times your siding is, vinyl or whatever mm-hmm. so you say, okay do we no we don't have any of that okay great do we have any worry worries about any handrails do we have to worry about any oh we took care of all the small income. okay so there really shouldn't be anything to worry about no. well they're not they're not a really well qualified borrower because that's a first time well not necessarily not necessarily right yeah. you know it's our job as lenders that's the number one thing and there's reason why i always call it every single transaction is to confirm that number one i've qualified their income right So their income is going to pass underwriting. Number two, I've reviewed all their assets. They have the assets to close, Um, you know, credits were full. We've reviewed all the documentation necessary for underwriting, right? We're not just willy-nilly this. Yeah, we're not shooting from the hip here. Right, right, right. Well, we think we're going to qualify or not, but so, you know, just confirming that, you know, one of the biggest, biggest ones is like, you hit on it, the appraisal. Like, well, how long is it going to take to close this loan? It's going to take a lot longer to close the FHA versus a conventional. Why? <laughs> right. Why? <laughs>
1: right. No, it's not. No.
0: The, the same appraiser could come out the same time frame right. for a conventional. They have to add a few things for the the FHA from a health and safety standpoint. Other than that, there is no difference. No. You, you can no. close a conventional loan at the same time frame as an FHA. So. You know, they're, oh, we need 45 or 60 days to close this because it's FHA. Why?
2: No. <laughs> exactly. Why? I'll it's ask that question all the time. Why? 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 why?
1: why? Why? There's, right. it's just, it's, and I don't get it, um, you know, but like I said, why people are scared about it, I have no idea. No. Like it's. So we're, we're talking about this today because they just made the changes. When did they take a flat effect?
2: Red. They're going to be going on March twentieth, two thousand twenty-three. March twentieth, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yep. So, any anything that I believe they begin on the applications begin on February twenty-seventh, and anything closing after the twentieth. So, one of the things that we've done in our company, and I just found this out yesterday, is that let's just say we have a home closing on the fifteenth. We're reducing that person's uh, MIP to mm-hmm. get them that lower payment going back through underwriting and then we're going to hold that file so it funds after the 20th, the 20th right so it it's you know
1: we good helping yeah. the
0: borrowers yep. um, it's not it doesn't work in every case because we got to be able to fund it right away <laughs> but um, cool. but one of the things that that the company has done it's been fantastic so you know if we call up our client right now and say we can save them 100 bucks just because. we're of this new rule it's fantastic
1: that's huge yes they'll be happy too yeah well that's the whole point right sure
0: they're happy right
1: but I think this is
0: going to go a long ways a long ways in helping uh, the affordability you know what are the other the other common things with FHA is you know how do they qualify from a student loan standpoint what do you use when you qualify deferred student loans
2: oh
1: Deferred, 0.5%. 0.5% yeah, right? of the balance.
0: So, so we've just went through or going through the last two and a half, almost three years actually now, we're coming up on three years of COVID rules with deferred student loans, right? Like I think it runs through this summer. They deferred them out through this summer. I think so yeah, too. through yeah. June. Um, so, you know, anyone, any, anyone student loans out there that we're even paying on it, we always used to be able to use what that payment was on their debt to income ratio, yep. right? Well, they went to deferment. Now what happens, so. It shows zero. <laughs> it shows zero on there and it shows deferred. And there's rules on that. You have to show that they have some kind of a liability with that, right? An FHA case, what they did, and they just changed it last fall, I believe. Maybe it was last summer. They went from where it was 1% yep. outstanding balance to 0.5%. 0.5. So they, this is two changes they've made to help clients, you know, help with the payments. Which right? are
1: big changes. Right. Yeah.
0: So let's just take, take a look at that. Let's just say you have $50,000 in student loans before that counted as a $500 payment against you. Right. That affected how much house you could purchase. Right. Right. Now it's 250 Specifically, yeah. I mean, first-time homebuyers, a lot of times they have that debt. Right, so now you get into where that $500 payment is like, oh, well, now I can only afford a $250,000 house, and we all know where where our $250,000 houses <laughs> are right now. It's not, you know, it, it's it sucks. So now we move it down to 0.5, and that payment only accounts for two hundred and fifty 250, uh, yeah. $250 a month. Now that payment, that
1: house, big be, difference,
0: right? Big $300, difference, K. 300. Yeah. Right. So over the last two years, I got to give it to the F- uh, federal housing agency that they're really trying to help with this market because let's let's face it in my opinion the government's doing a lot of very the fed the fed i should say is doing a very poor <laughs> job at the rates for homes right right and i think they got it completely wrong because i, I you know they're well, trying it, to do inflation
2: no already. but it does go back to the government it does go back to the government because they authorized them to flood the market with cash, which caused the inflation.
0: Right. And the reason why we have this inflation is because there's, there's not enough inventory. Simple right. enough. Yep. We are 6.5 million homes short to where it is. There's not enough inventory. The people, 85% of people right now have a sub 3% interest rate.
1: Yep. Why, why would you want to sell it?
0: Why do you want to go right now when rates are, I think, 6.75? That's
1: about it this morning.
0: And, uh... <laughs> For a 30-year fixed mortgage, and let's just say you bought your home for $270,000 five years ago. It's worth $400,000 right now, but your home you're looking at is 550 dollars $600,000 to make that next upgrade, but you have a... It's like $1,400 housing payment. Right.
1: Right? And you're going to go to a $4,000. Yeah, 3800 Yeah. 3, yeah. It, it just
0: doesn't make sense. And, you know, uh, a lot of people are staying in their homes longer. Mm-hmm. People
1: are living longer. People are, it's, there's so many factors. Right. So,
0: so seeing things like this to help alleviate that problem. Now, we do truly, you know, I do feel like, you know, once they do draw that inflation down, then they'll start, at that point, they'll have to be, they'll be forced to be, cut rates again and that's where we really do see it and I just saw Fannie and Freddie came out with which helps uh, a little bit that you have to season for a year um, on cash out refinances so, yes
2: that's that is some that is some new stuff you have to be in your house the, for a year right you have to own the house you have to well, you have to make 12 payments you have to make 12, 12 payments. payments you know it's um, there uh, which is you know for a lot of people who do a lot of burrs. That can now become an issue because most of the remodels are going to be done pretty quick, six months, right? Right. Now to do a cash out refinance, well, now you're going to be sitting on it a little bit longer.
0: But I don't think it's going to be a big issue because if you can sit on it a little bit longer, um, in my opinion, you know what? <clears throat> going through what we did when rates dropped because of COVID, you know, everybody find refinance. But they're mm-hmm. only at three and a quarter. Where did they end up going? Like two and a half.
1: half, two six. Yeah. So like you got
0: a bunch of people that could have went save even more money. It just kept going down and down right. and down. So you, what you'll see is the wave of people that refinance right off the bat. But it might be a you know it might be a rate that's not the bottom. Right.
1: right. Like, so that's say, what a lot of let's people say you did. After five hundred thousand
0: dollars home loan, you're, right now you're at six seven five, right? And a year from now rates are at five seven five, and you're like it's time let's do it you yeah. can say But then what if month. it goes
1: to what if it goes to $4.8? <laughs> <clears throat> right next thing you
0: know you know but you have to season it so it may not be a bad thing for people real in reality right mm-hmm. if they make those payments cuz maybe those rates start come further down right? right maybe they miss it we don't know we don't hold the crystal ball we talk right. about all the time but i mean based on a lot of different models we see that's that's kind of where the direction it is but i mean the reality is is just you know uh, what I want the point across is FHA is doing a very good job to helping to reduce the cost of home ownership, specifically for first-time homebuyers. Um, and you know, people all the time want to say it's FHA is not the greatest thing to use, etc. cetera. We want right. to clear those myths up.
2: Yes, uh, another myth that just goes along with that. You know, I've had one of my agents say, "Well, FHA always appraises lower." That is also completely false. Right. Not <laughs> true.
0: FHA doesn't have any effect on what the value. Of no, the
2: it is, is not a first-time homebuyer loan. It is not to try and make it easier for the first-time home buyer. It is a, the exact same as a conventional appraisal, but with more health and safety aspects added to it. Right. Period. End of story. <laughs> End of story. Yes, I agree. No, <laughs> now, but hey, let's talk about
0: VA loans, though. VA has their own appraisers. They have their own appraisers, yeah. As a lender, we have our appraisal board, or uh, AMI, where we'll go to um, and order an appraisal through, right? So there are people, there are appraisers that are on our board. If we have a VA loan, then we have to order it through the VA, and they have their own appraisers, right? So now, my experience, the VA appraisers, they're not as many, and it takes longer to get. So... Right. There is there is a strong case for that. Sure. Um, so it's different, but I wanted to, to make sure that people are aware of it's the same <laughs> it, appraiser, right. same time frames.
2: Yeah. It, yeah. For 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 FHA, but even with VA, I mean, it's still going to be very similar to what a regular appraisal is going to be. It's not going to come any higher yeah. or lower. It's going to be with health and safety. Correct. But the VA runs it. Right, that's, so that's it. So that that's where end of story. <laughs> end of story. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, well, needless to
0: say, if you guys have any questions on what the difference would make for you from an FHA, from a conventional stand, where where your credit score sit, you know where your debt team comes in, that's what we're here for. That's what we qualify people on. We want to talk to you. We want to discuss all options because sometimes that conventional loan may be better than the FHA, but we wanna discuss that with you and look at it long-term.
2: We don't get to know that until we get to look at everything. Correct. Right, Right. we need to have that conversation.
0: Yes, so it all starts with the conversation. Anyway, uh, if you have any questions, reach out to Terry, Brett, or myself. Like and subscribe, Um, we wanna hear from you, make any comments, and we'll
1: get back to you.
2: Thanks, guys. Thank Thank you. you